Like I remember having to be intentional about writing down three things I'm grateful for after her death, because it just felt like everything was just blah. And if I had the chance, would I take my sister back? Yes, I would. I didn't give permission for her to be gone. I didn't say yes to that. But I am so grateful, so grateful for a God who takes the things that we wouldn't say yes to and turns them into good. All right, friends, grab a tissue for this one. This is our dear friend and Her View From Home editorial assistant, Kelsey Sism. She has the kind of faith that will astound you. But is that kind of faith possible for someone like me or you? After you've heard Kelsey's story, I think you'll see why the answer is yes, no matter who you are or where you are or what your faith looks like. I promise you're going to love this one and Kelsey. Episode six of the So God Made a Mother podcast starts now. Friends, we are, gosh dang it, I was going to say pumped again, Carolyn. This is, Leslie, it's fine. I think you've said pumped every week. So if we're not pumped. A better, bigger word, but we are excited. We are are excited. (laughs) We are happy to have Kelsey Schism, which I just found out. I've been. Schism. Did I say Schism again? You said Schism. Dang it, you guys. We're having a morning here. I have been, okay, Kelsey Schism, which why this is bad is because we have known her for many years and she works <laughs> she works for her view from home we love her she's like family and just moments ago we found out we've been saying her name incorrectly hi kelsey oh there you have it hello kelsey sism <laughs> this, that, okay. was a really, that was a really it's bad okay. introduction she's also a, a mom of six kids a busy mom a busy wife and she has her own social platform, Loving Our Lord, with Kelsey Sism on Facebook, yes. and just your name on Instagram as well. Correct, Kelsey dot on Instagram. Yes. Yeah. Um, hi. You want to tell us a little hi. bit hi, about yourself? <laughs> yes. Other than my hard to pronounce last name, <laughs> um, which is not my fault, by the way. Um, That's true. Good right? point. Yeah. Blame your husband. I mean, however, my my maiden name is Tegmeyer. T-E-G-T-M-E-I-E-R. I did not know this about you either. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm all about the silent letters, I guess, in last names. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Why this is important too is she is one of the editors on her view from home. <laughs> I mean, I, I got to tell you, Leslie, I feel like I should probably just turn in my notice right now because I'm like, wow. I'm, hi, I'm really great at my job. <laughs> It's okay. It's all good. It's all good. You guys, you guys don't need my last name. But listen, this is Kelsey in a nutshell. She is the most gracious, wonderful, and she it's is all a, good. She's a good says. human. She is a, a good, good egg. Human. She's a good egg, as we say. <laughs> Kelsey is the very best egg. Anyway, sorry. So sweet. keep introducing yourself. You guys are sweet. Uh, well, I don't know what else to say now. Like that's, that's everything, right? Um, I live in Northeast Kansas. I used to be a teacher. I was a middle school and high school language arts teacher, which completely prepared me for working with you guys. I remember I went to a a grammar workshop when I was a first year teacher. And at that workshop, I learned all about why we put commas where we put commas and dependent clauses and phrases and all these things that I didn't know, even as a, as a language arts teacher. And here I am, like how many years later, I don't know, 15 years later. And I use that information every single day. Uh, because... Fixing my stuff. That's why. Right? <laughs> yeah. Kelsey it is, is just... 
Yeah. But it just amazes me how God like weaves everything together. Like, how did I know that that piece of my story was going to end up landing me a job at Herview from home and being able to edit and do something I love every single day during nap time. And Kelsey is her hands, her little fingerprints are all over everything on the site. If you've ever read anything on Herview from home, you've seen a little bit of Kelsey in there. It is. It is such an honor to be able to read those words every day. Like, I can't tell you how many times I'm editing and I'm like, you don't need to cry. Like, this is work. Stop. (laughs) Can we also Uh, tell all the listeners too, that I just find this so incredible that you, uh, she, she gets the wonderful job of sending rejection letters out to all the writers. Cause we get a lot of pieces, a lot of submissions mm-hmm. come in and obviously we can't publish all of them. And Kelsey prays over every piece that, uh, gets rejected, which who does that? You do, know. you do that. And we don't even know how to say your last name. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think I'm just done today. <laughs> you are also a very busy mom, a bunch yeah. of kids. A bunch of kids. How old are your kids? Um, Our oldest is a junior in high school. And then we have an eighth grader, a fifth grader, a second grader, a four-year-old in preschool. And then the baby is one, just turned one. He's not walking yet. So Mm -hmm. I still call him baby. baby. Kelsey and I had had our little guys there close together. Mine's about a half a year older, but Uh yeah, that was fun. We've been yeah, they were friends before they knew each other. They were <laughs> friends before they knew each other. And we've gotten to see Kelsey a few times in person, just a few. This is the other thing about her view that people probably don't know is we are scattered all over the place, all over the country. So we don't often get together in person, but we're still a family. That's yes. one of the yep. cool things about this uh, about this job. So yes. we're grateful for you. Isn't that just a perfect um, title for the week of Thanksgiving? Here it comes. Are you ready? Are you like, do you like Thanksgiving, Kelsey? Are you, I feel like you're like a. Yeah, like I do. I like Thanksgiving. I love to cook. And so that's always fun for me to like get to cook things um, and then clean up all the messes that happen. Um, (laughs) That's great too. I try to be grateful through that. Um, But yeah, I think Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is great. And it's a great chance to like really focus our hearts on Thanksgiving. But I also think that we need to carry it through like that week gets so much attention or even the month of November. Like maybe we do like a gratitude thing that we put stuff up on our walls or we do the pumpkin thing where you write something you're grateful for every day and all of that kind of stuff. And I think that's great, but like we need that all the time. Like that's just, that's not just a November thing. It's not just a Thanksgiving thing, being thankful and really focusing on the good things in life is important all year round. But that's really difficult. And can we dive into that a little bit, Kelsey? Because now, now we're we're getting deep here, guys. You've been through some stuff, Kelsey, mm-hmm. as we all have. But I, I think you know some of your your tough stuff is pretty hard, and you still have this. Just I don't know. You're just you're just wonderful. You have this beautiful, positive. You can tell that you live out your days with your faith, and. That's a gift. So thank you for that. Can we talk about, about your sister? Sure. Yeah, of course. Um, well, first of all, I didn't always live out my faith in my daily life. Like I didn't even know what that meant. 
Um, I grew up going to church. I went to a, a parochial school. So like we memorized verses and we had religion class and we had chapel and all of those things. But I didn't know what it really meant to have a personal relationship with Jesus. Like it was just kind of a religion thing for me. And I didn't quite understand that I could take my faith home with me. Like faith was for Sunday mornings and, you know, church time, chapel time, but I didn't realize I could take it home with me. And really my sister's death is kind of what God used to really push me closer to him, pull me closer to him, draw me nearer to him. Um, when my sister was 13 years old, um, she and my brother were on their way to school one morning, um, deer car accident. My sister was life flighted out of our tiny small town where I grew up, um, into Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, and that's where she died from her injuries. Um, and that was obviously one of the hardest things I have ever experienced. I remember on the way to the hospital, like I had this naive thought that like it was going to be okay. I was thinking I'd probably have to like take some work off so I could hang out with her at rehab or different things like that, but it was going to be okay. And I remember on the way to the hospital, I remember praying like, God, please save her if it's your will. And I truly meant it. And I had never really prayed that before. And I didn't really understand what that meant like to live my life surrendering to him. But at that moment, I felt it. I knew it. And, and in the weeks after her death, um, like I just couldn't help but be drawn closer to God because I don't know how you survive anything hard like that, anything tragic without having him to, to rely on. And so he just really used that to pull me closer to him. And that's, that's when I started writing as well. Like I remember having to be intentional about writing down three things I'm grateful for after her death, because it just felt like everything was just blah. And I remember thinking a lot of like, why does this even matter? Like here I am showing up to school. You know, I took time off. I went back to school. And I'm, I remember a parent calling about spelling words and like how their kid was struggling with the spelling tests and stuff. And in my head, I was just thinking, why does it matter? Like, why does that even matter? And so just, just really struggling with that. And so I had to push myself, like I had to make myself think about things that I was grateful for every night before I, I went to bed. And one of them was my daughter. She was nine months old at the time, my first baby, you know, in the, the months, I would say the year after we lost Callie, I started reading my Bible more. I started down, like writing down things that I was learning. And if my sister hadn't died, I honestly don't think I would be writing today. That's what God brought out of that. And if I had the chance, would I take my sister back? Yes, I would. I didn't give permission for her to be gone. I didn't say yes to that. But I am so grateful, so grateful for a God who takes the things that we wouldn't say yes to and turns them into good. And it's just such a blessing to be able to see it because not everybody gets to. And I think that's hard. That's something that we kind of struggle with. How, how can we be thankful when we don't understand why this is happening to this, to us. We ask this question, why, how can we be thankful when we, all we want to do is know the answer. Like, why is this happening? And some people don't get that answer on this side of heaven. Some people are stuck in that why for what feels like forever, but I am grateful for a God who sees more than I do. Like he sees the big picture. And even when I can't understand why he 
knows and his purposes are good. And someday when I am in heaven and I am talking to God, I'm talking to all these people and it's going to be just a moment of glorifying him for using that awful, hard, ugly stuff for someone's good, even when we couldn't see it. So that's why I'm grateful. Well, that's enough for that episode. <laughs> oh my goodness. And and five oh, minutes goodness. in and we're all crying. Kelsey, that's beautiful. Thank you for that. Yeah. I know. I'm just like, how I'm, do you- I'm still absorbing that myself, honestly. How because- do you get there? Because so many people don't, right? right. That's yeah. what I was thinking is that you're right. And we all, Leslie, you said we all go through hard things and we do. And it's an important point to make that your heart is not- Yes. harder than anyone else's heart. It's yep. just different. So yep. it's yes. not, you don't have to have a tragedy or mm-hmm. something like that to feel that feeling of why does it even matter? I think we've mm-hmm. all felt that. Yeah. But to go from feeling that intense sadness and struggle and the why, that, mm-hmm. that question of why, mm-hmm. and turning it into gratitude and thankfulness and purpose. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? Yeah. Um, Well, I think first of all, we have to feel what we feel. Okay. So another part of my story is that I have had five miscarriages. I lost three babies very early on in the pregnancy. One of them was a a tubal pregnancy. Um, And then more recently within the last several years, we lost a baby at 10 weeks and a baby at 17 weeks. And as I've gone through those miscarriages, like every time I felt differently. And I remember after one of them, I remember reading stuff online about like miscarriage and how you feel. And I was like, I don't, I don't really feel that way. Like I'm not the same as that person. And at first I was kind of like shaming myself because of how I was feeling. But I, I learned through that, like, you need to feel what you need to feel. It doesn't matter what other people around you. It doesn't matter how they handle or react to tragedy or loss or just every day this week stinks kind of feeling. Like it doesn't matter what other people feel. You need to feel what you feel. And then as you are feeling that, you need to be honest with God and say, God, this is what I'm feeling. Like this is really hard and I hate it and I don't want this anymore. And I think that that's the most important thing. Like God already knows our thoughts. He already knows our feelings. He knows what we're going through, but we need to be honest enough with him and ourselves to admit how we're feeling. And I think that's kind of the most important step toward gratitude, because if you ignore it or you say, I'm fine, everything's fine. I'm okay. Then you're not really acknowledging that hurt that you feel and that pain that you feel. And you can't move forward if you don't feel that first. So I think that's, that's really important is to feel what you feel. And then to be honest with God about, about those feelings. And he's going to meet you there. He will meet you there. Jesus came to this earth as a human being, right? He was born in the manger. He walked dirty roads. He grew up with siblings. Like he saw people in their pain and their hurt. And he was human too. Like he felt that. And the reason he came to earth was so that he could feel that so that when we feel it, he understands. So we're not just being like, God, I know you don't get this, but no, it's, wait, no, I God, get it. I know you get this. <laughs> I know you know how this feels. Can you please help me through it? But how do you, if somebody's like, but Kelsey, how the heck do I start there? Do you admit it out loud in your conversations? 
with yeah. God? Do you, do you talk to somebody where, what's the first step for that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's different for everybody. Like, I think you have to think about what helps you process. For me, it's writing. Like I process through writing. I sit down at the keyboard and like my fingers start moving and, and it just all comes out the tears, the words, the everything. And that's, that's how God helped me process after my sister's death. Because I, like I said, I started reading my Bible. I was writing down what I was learning and all of that kind of came together for me. So that's important to me, but not everybody likes to write. Okay. Right. We're kind of weirdos, right? Carolyn, we're nerds. Um, Not everybody likes to write. Um, And so I think that it's important to just think about how you process things. Um, I think, I think praying aloud is super important. I know that it seems weird, but if you are in your car alone and you are going through some hard stuff, just say it out loud, say it out loud. God, I don't like this. God, I am angry. God, I am bitter. Will you please help me help me let go of this? Help me know what to do next. Like speak those words aloud. You don't have to, God, he knows our hearts, but speaking those words aloud are super powerful. And then I think if you're comfortable, then the next thing is thinking about who can I talk to this about? Who can I talk to about this? And whether that's a close friend or maybe it's connecting with someone, you know, we look at the, the, the words that we share on her view from home. Like there are hundreds, thousands actually of women out there with stories And if you read a piece there and you connect with that piece, reach out, reach out to that person and be like, Hey, just thank you. I'm struggling with this too. And your words have meant a lot to me. And, you know, would you just keep me in your prayers? Like so many of our women I know would say praying for you. Yes. I'm thinking of you. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, and then also consider, I mean, a therapist, a counselor, like there is no shame in that. That is, that is my one big regret. I think that after my sister died, I did not go to therapy. I am now like now I I talk with the therapist and now, um, even now we still kind of talk through some of those things and that grief and how it comes back sometimes. Um, but I do wish that I would have done that sooner. And so I think that's important as well. What you're talking about is a faith, but it's very real and it's not that Sunday morning perfect kind of thing, which is intimidating to a lot of people because Mm -hmm. you go to Sunday school, you learn, this is, we say this prayer, we read this verse, we do this, and then we go home. Mm -hmm. But what you're talking about is something very real. Mm -hmm. And I think people listening, sometimes that's intimidating, Mm -hmm. but I know I've heard you say before, not to be intimidated by that. You start where you are. Kelsey talks about one of our favorite Kelsey sayings. We have many, but is she talks about faith and and knowing Jesus as a zero entry pool where wherever you are, you may look at someone like Kelsey who really has been through so much. God has done a lot of redeeming and refining in mm-hmm. your life. And yes. it's beautiful. And I think we need those examples of people. But what if I feel like I'm just barely dipping my toes in and I'm not even sure if I think that I don't even think God cares about me. You start where you are. Tell us about that because that is one of the most profound things I think I've ever heard someone say about faith. And it was years ago is that you don't have to be in the deep end where you are armed with, I can recite this verse and, and say this prayer and say all the right things. It doesn't matter. You start where you are. Yeah. I think that's, that's so important to know because like, I didn't start here. 
I didn't jump into the deep end. By the way, I don't know that I've ever gone off of a diving board in my entire life. Okay. (laughs) That is is not my thing. You will never find me literally jumping into a deep end. Okay. Unless my husband or one of my big kids pushes me in and then we're, we got a problem then. Um, But we don't, we don't just like, oh, I'm a Christian. I'm going to dive into the deep end. I'm going to do this. Like you have to experience life with Jesus. And that starts with just, yeah, just, just wading into the waters. And that can look different for who, you know, for lots of different people, maybe it's finding a church, you know, where you feel comfortable and where you feel fed and where you feel like you are growing. And I am so grateful for our church because I feel like every time I show up, I am growing and I am being pushed to grow in my faith. Um, so it can be that it can be, you know, finding a small group Bible study to join into. And that's super intimidating too. Like I, the first years of my experience, I didn't know what a Bible study was. Um, and so my first experience was basically just like, I gotta get my homework done. I gotta get my homework done. Like I don't want to fail. Uh, and then showing up and listening and seeing other people who were further along, they were, they were more in the deep end than me. I was in the shallow instant still and learning from them and seeing how they processed God's word and how they reacted to life and different things. Um, and so I think that's important is to learn from people around you and find people that are a little bit farther along and not to be intimidated by that, but to know, even if we're in different areas of the pool, we're still in the same pool. Like we're still the family and the body of Christ. Um, so I think that's important too. And something else that's super simple that I think is overlooked is maybe just paying attention to what outside influences we have. I listen to a lot of Caleb air one. Um, there's a Christian radio station, my bridge in Nebraska, we get that in Kansas. Um, so I listen to that a lot and even just surrounding, I call that surrounding myself with God's noise. Like even that little switch of listening to that Christian music and the positive messages and the encouragement that comes from that. I think that is a great zero entry and a great place to start too. Can we get deep? Sure. <laughs> Sure. I'm not going off the diving I'm board. Sobbing. But let's do I'm it. Sobbing. <laughs> I'm sitting over there just wiping her nose. I'm using my tissue. Where my sleeve is the tissue. Uh, Kelsey, I have used the zero entry pool quote for the last Carolyn. How many six years? years five, when six you years. when yeah. you mm-hmm. when you said it. Mm-hmm. I don't think you <laughs> I don't think you know, and I know I've told you this before, but I think you just need to know how much. That means to me and to to everybody on the team, because God's whisper to me, which Holy Spirit, some people get annoyed when I say whisper, but guys, this is just what I do. It's his whisper to me is that Herbie from home is supposed to be a zero entry pool. I didn't know what the word was for that until you said it. And that is so perfect. It is not a site to teach scripture. It is not a, you're doing this wrong. You're doing this right website. Neither is the book. It is truly a place to share stories, but in doing so, I have always felt, I don't know if called is the right word. I don't think that's the right word that that doesn't work for me, but I felt something bigger to always allow women to be able to share their faith story if they wanted to. And in 2023, that's a very difficult thing to do. It is. 
because on the, the internet, on yes. the internet, um, mm-hmm. yeah. for everyone who has a lot of opinions, if you're doing it right, if you're doing it wrong mm-hmm. and we fight for this space of it's, I just want you to be able to tell your story wherever you are, whatever you believe, if you have known God your whole life, or you're not sure he's for you, I want you to be able to be here and be in this place together. That is the bigger purpose for me. And when you when you said zero entry pool, I was like, thank you, God. Like that is exactly, exactly what it is. And, and sometimes I don't understand that, but I feel like not even feel, we know, right. We know that as the years go on with this website, with this book and what we're doing, there is such a bigger purpose in it and it keeps going for a reason. And I truly believe that is God's doing. And the fact that he He put you in our life and on staff is just, it's truly a gift. So I just need you to know how thankful we are for you and for everything you do. You're going to make me cry and I don't cry. <laughs> this is not my, this is not my thing. <laughs> well, Which- I, I just, I just, am, yeah, I'm grateful. I'm so grateful. I am so grateful for Herbie from home. I, I mentioned these two that my first piece on Herbie from home was a piece about my sister and it was a piece about tragedy and how, when you experience tragedy, like you feel a connection that people outside of that maybe don't necessarily feel and how, how God meets us there. And so I just, I think that her view from home is is that zero entry pool. And I think that it's such a beautiful place where people can come and they can feel less alone and they can see other people and be like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's me too. Like, I feel that. And that, yeah, that you, you can still, you still get that faith encouragement, but you also get encouragement for real life. And I think it's such a Testament too, to the ways God can use us. Like you don't have to be a a preacher or a missionary or a Christian speaker or whatever for God to use you. Like God's going to use his people for his purposes. And I think that her view from home is such a big part of that. And that's, that's kind of what I I wrote about in my piece in the book um, is how, how God can use us no matter where we are and no matter what we're doing, he has a purpose for us. And so I am just, I'm just grateful that I get to to do this. Like I I can't tell you how grateful I am that I get to edit these words, right? And that I get to read the words on her view from home, that I get to write and that I get to share about him and share about real faith and real life. Like that is like a dream to me. And I'm so grateful that he has built that purpose from something that I never would have chosen. I think that's a good transition to read. Yeah. Yeah. Can you read part of uh, Kelsey wrote? Yeah. It's called the unseen work you're doing matters. You matter. Your Mm -hmm. story matters. What you go through matters. Yes. This is real life wherever you are. So she Mm -hmm. wrote a piece about that and we want her to read just a little snippet for us. Sure. I would love to. Do you see the purpose God has for you? He wants to use you where you are in this season of motherhood to bless and reach his people. I know the days are long. I know you feel unseen in a world full of hustlers and ladder climbers and glass ceiling breakers, but you are important. The work you do for your children and beside them will change lives. Their parallel purposes equally important. God has big things planned for you, mama right where you are. 
just an emotional mess today. Now I'm crying. You're just so good, Kelsey Sism. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for everything you do, for being a part of this community, for being like family uh, to so many women and to myself and to Carolyn and to all of us. We are, we're just, we're so grateful. I'm so grateful to be here. Where can we find you, Kelsey? <laughs> oh, crying actually, in my yes. Kitchen. Crying in your kitchen. Yeah. Before we, so before we do that, actually, can you tell us just a little bit about something coming up oh, fun for you in 2024? Yes, yes. Okay, I'll try to keep it brief, but it's hard for me. <laughs> um, okay, so I mentioned that after my sister died, I started writing, right? And I started thinking about what God was teaching me, and I started writing that down, and long story and many years later short, um, I ended up writing this little devotional book that I gave to four of my cousins who were all entered. They were all eighth graders that year. That was the, the age my sister was when she died. And so for Christmas, I gave them this little devotional full of the stuff I felt like God would have had me talking to my sister about, um, stuff that a middle school girl goes through and, um, feels, and how we can connect that to faith and live out faith, even in our middle school years. Now, fast forward years and years and years and years later, I submitted a book proposal, which got rejected. And as I pray over all those rejection letters, like God, please don't let rejection define me. Please don't let rejection define them. He took that rejection and turned it into something that I hadn't expected. Um, A publisher happened to ask about another idea on my book proposal, which was a devotional for middle school girls, which all stemmed from the stuff that I wrote after my sister died. And so now in the fall of 2024, I, I have a book coming out. It's a 52 week devotional journal for middle school girls. And I cannot tell you what a joy it has been to work on that book and to remember my sister and to honor her and to think about all of the girls that I have taught over the years and what they have experienced through their middle school years and just praying over them and writing words for them and helping them to hopefully find faith that fits them. They're, they're in that zero entry pool and they, they need support. They need guidance. And I hope, and I pray that that's what this book does for them. And I am just beyond excited about it. And again, grateful that God took everything full circle in a way that I never would have expected. It's going to be good as everything you write is. It's going to be wonderful. And it's been so fun Kelsey to watch you go through that process because (sighs) Kelsey, Kelsey is so, she's such a giver and she's such a supporter. And so to see this be brought around and really redeemed in your life, that, that pain to turn into something like this. I just, I'm so excited for you. We're just, we're so proud. Well, these guys are the best cheerleaders, by the way, as well. (laughs) Sometimes I'm a little bit, I'm like, Kelsey. Yes, and be like, I'm not sure. And I'm like, don't. (laughs) Right. Yes. And the best push you off the cliff kind of people as well. Sometimes I shove her into the little bit deeper of the pool. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Your life jacket. Your life jacket and get out there. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you both for editing so I don't have to. Again, I can't really. I just, I just write. I'm a storyteller. I'm a storyteller, but I don't spill things. She doesn't care about an Oxford comma. Right. Yes. Or an M dash. It's okay. We've got your back and your commas. It's all right. (laughs) We're so grateful for you. You guys can find, uh, we're going to put Kelsey's 
all of her details for social media in the awesome. show notes as well, because she's loving our Lord with Kelsey Sism on Facebook yes. and um, just your name, right? On Instagram. Kelsey.sism on Instagram. Dot. We'll Don't forget. Don't forget. Yes. Dot. Don't we'll forget your period and your commas <laughs> and all the other things. <laughs> We're grateful for you, friend. Thank you for everything. Oh, so grateful. Until next time, Leslie. Remember, the world needs your story.